sports people under the bus. I'm Bob Stevens from ESPN Sports Center's Glory Days, joined by Curry Kirkpatrick of Sports Illustrated's Glory Days, and we'll talk about that more a little bit later. And Hall of Fame coach Bridge Basirico from Basketball's Golden Days and fresh off a red eye from Las Vegas. How cool is that, Rich? You, you, did you strike it big? Are, are you, you going to bail on us after, after your big winnings? No, I didn't strike it big at all. I mean, I did hit some, hit some, but when you hit some, you also lose some too, you know, but it was fun. We had a good time. Well, I, I know what you mind. didn't hit. I know what you didn't hit because I got a text from my alleged friend, Basirico, uh, after my Bills lost disastrously to the Kansas City Chiefs, and it said, fun game to watch. I mean, really? <laughs> if you're a Bills fan, you think it was a fun game to watch? The kicker? I I, was, I wasn't considering you were a Bills fan. I was just thinking it was a fun game to watch. Oh, really? You, you really? Give me a hard you know time I'm... with the Giants all the time. You give me a hard time with the Giants. I had to get a little pokey a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it was uh, Shades of Scott Norwood. I, you know, I've come to believe that I think place kickers should be banished from the game. I, I think the game would be much better. You, you just have to go for it every fourth down. You yeah. on extra points, you just go for it on the ground or in the air. Get kickers out of here. I mean, this poor guy, <laughs> Taylor Bass, misses his I mean, he's he's on the fourth year of, of a, he's getting paid a million dollars a year for that miss. Wow. So wow. but, but he's even not gonna close. be paid that anymore. He wasn't even close. He, no, no. He's from Dutch Fork High School in Irmo, South Carolina. Is you know that really? Rich? I Dutch Fork, the suburb, the suburb of Columbia, yeah, went to Georgia. I know where Dutch Fork is. Yeah, well, he put a fork in the Bills just single-handedly. <laughs> I'm, uh, wow. I'm just still, the I'm still lose that way. How many times can I'm they still, lose that way? Yeah, wide right. Wow. Wide wow. right. <laughs> That's all I kept thinking was, was wide right. Uh, wow. Got a lot on the plate uh, since we've been gone a couple of weeks. We got the NFL's Final Four. We're going to get right to that. We're going to talk a little college football and hoops, how a college golfer beat all the pros, and then guys breaking 60 in NBA games on the anniversary of Kobe's 81-pointer. Right. And we'll talk about the death of a friend. But let's start with the NFL. Wide right again. Curry's fan favorite. It's And it's actually Tyler Bass. It's Taylor Swift. She's the singer. Uh, well, you can uh, imagine how I get that confused. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I, call, I call everybody Taylor now. I call everybody Taylor. <laughs> now, what about it? The Chiefs live. Taylor lives. She's one win away from the Super Bowl. Amazing, amazing. Well, I thought I thought it was a great game. I thought Buffalo really flinched, though. In the in the, I thought the 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 downfall started with the uh, with the fake punt. I don't know why the guy. You know, the Bills got the ball back, but you know, what, your your offense is rolling, and you're you've got fourth and five on your own thirty, so you're gonna punt. Why are you gonna? So you take the ball out of the hands of of Allen, who's been having a great game, and you fake punt and you put the ball in the hands of Demar Hamlin. Guy had a heart attack last year. I mean, <laughs> he's not a what running back. Doing? He's not even a running back. What are you doing? I mean, it. I you know, that was a that was an awful call. Absolutely terrible awful. call. I mean, and it was, was eleven minutes I, to go in the game. Yeah, and I thought it it demonstrated that Buffalo was kind of flinching. You know, they were. They were trying to pull some tricks out. They couldn't. They couldn't match. You know, I, I guess McDermott thought I can't. You know, he has to keep the ball though. There, he has to give it to Allen and let him try to make a fourth and five. I think instead of great, fake great call punt. if it works. 
Yeah, well, they would have loved it to work. But Curry, I think you have to punt in that situation. There's over 11 minutes to go. I mean, it's over 11 minutes to go. You're going to get the ball back? I mean, if, they, if, if Kansas City didn't fumble, they would have really kind of put the game out of, out of, out of the way. Well, I know, but, but the Bills were rolling, uh, Rich. I mean, their offense was rolling then. I, I just trust Allen to get a fourth. And, and there were several plays even after that where he hands off to a guy going into the middle, and it looks like he could fake that and go around the end because that's what he does. Right. And I was just stunned out. they didn't have better play calling. Yeah. Yeah, I, I but so, anyway, so now it's so now it's Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in the title game. This this ought to be a great shootout. Well, and I wonder, I wonder like what uh, right. I wonder what I wonder what Taylor Swift's going to do now because uh, you know the, the the show moves on, the Taylor Swift show moves on to Baltimore. But you know, I thought the best replay of that game, of course, was when uh, Kelsey's brother. Uh, stole away some camera time from Taylor Swift by yeah. guzzling yeah. beer and shirtless, taking his shirt off and guzzling <laughs> beer. And it, it was hysterical. <laughs> He's right in front of Taylor. But imagine if they had re- t- uh, taken, changed positions and Taylor was taking her shirt off and went topless. <laughs> I mean, the world, the world would have spun on its axis. I mean, Tony Romo would have been speechless. Jim Nance would have retired on the spot. <laughs> Tony Taylor Romo Swift went shirtless in there. Tony Roma con- continues to say they're married. He's done that on two or three shows where he says they're married. <laughs> well, but maybe they Get are. Right. Who knows? Get it maybe right. they are. You know, um, um, Kelsey gave the heart sign to a Taylor yeah. after one of the touchdowns. Yeah. 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 It's he still sure a sweet story. It's, yeah. There you go. Bob, Bob what, 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 what do you think, Bob? Well, I, you know, I, I'm looking ahead. I think this is just going to be a. Just a terrific game, uh, Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Jackson can do some things. Uh, he's he's pretty good, and yet, boy, Mahomes an underdog in a playoff game. Yeah, I kind of like that. If I'm if I'm going to Vegas with Rich, I'm I'm thinking that. Uh, that well, that he, he was underdog good. last week too. He was underdog against Buffalo, yeah. two and a half points. He's he's pretty I think, magical. I think Lamar, but you know, everybody talks about Lamar, but. I didn't realize the Baltimore defense leads everybody in everything. It's become a historical defense. So yeah, good. I don't know if Mahomes can can crack that. They're good. They're Baltimore good indeed. Wins. Lions yeah. in San Francisco and the other one. I, the whole country is rooting for the Lions now. Yeah, um, sentimental. How can too. Detroit be a sentimental choice? But I guess they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, Green Bay, Boy, they played. Green Bay, to me, should be in there. The Green Bay should be in San Francisco. Should have beaten them. Should have beaten. Without yeah. a test, they didn't put the nail in the coffin. They had an opportunity to do it. And didn't do it. Well, love, love is the next superstar quarterback. Obviously, I mean, he's he's just terrific. He threw that, he threw that Brett Favre pass to end the game. You know, across his body, across the field. That was totally Brett Favre. And uh, yeah. but I think he's going to be a superstar. He could they've, be. Uh, and they've got a ton of wide, great wide receivers. Young. They do. Receivers. Yeah. Yeah. They sure do. Yeah, there's, there's proof what you should start your quarterback. You know, they kept Aaron Rodgers. They sat for what two years, three years before he started. Love the same thing, and it's worked. It's worked. All these other yeah, teams, you know, once put Zach Wilson right away, and some of these other guys, and it doesn't work. Yeah, well, it really for a year or two. Although, but speaking, speaking came out okay. Yeah, he's terrific. Also, he's true. But he was he yeah. was overwhelmed in that game. That's what I say about the about the uh, Ravens defense. Okay. 
is just spectacular. I mean, yeah, that's right. But but you know, speaking of Detroit, I, I think speaking of under the bus, I mean, we should throw under the bus everybody that thought that this Dan Campbell was just a freak in in a, a circus a circus act. I mean, it was three. They said it was three years to the day when he had yep. that famous press conference, an introductory press conference, when he he sounded like somebody out of the World Wrestling Federation. You know, he, he said, we're, we're, we're going to bite your knees off, one of his famous lines. And he looked like a freak show. And everybody said, this isn't going to work. Who is this guy? I mean, and then uh, Hard Knocks last summer kind of humanized him, made him made him pleasant and likable. And uh, three years to the day, they're in the conference championship. You know, it's kind of a great story. Yeah, hey, here's one great. for all of us. For, from that little quick trivia question for you. The Lions finally make it to the NFC championship game. Only two of the NFC's 16 teams have not been to the championship game since 2000, since the turn of the century. Right. Only two. Who are the two? Well, Detroit won. Well, Detroit, uh, because Detroit won. It was three. Okay. okay. Not the, so two not the, two not the Panthers. Not 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 the Panthers because Cam Newton took them, right? Yeah. Right. right. Um, the only two are the Commanders, Washington Redskins, okay. whatever, and a team called the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. <laughs> wow. Speaking of, speaking of which, what is the deal? Yeah. What is the deal in Dallas and? Philadelphia. Why are they retaining these guys as their coaches? I thought their their finishes to the season were fireable offenses. Don't you think? Yes. Yes. I mean, Philadelphia got rid of their offensive coordinator. They probably said, "Look, you got to yeah. fire your coordinator offensively and defensively and keep your job." The only thing I think works there is they go to their players, the general manager, and say, "Tell us what you think about the head coach." And they both obviously. Have a lot of confidence in those guys. I'm shocked that both of them are there. I mean, Philly's just a year removed from the Super Bowl. Well, that's true. Well, that guy gets the slack, and he lost his two coordinators that got him to the Super Bowl are both head coaches in the league. That's now. right. So, I mean, he's, right. he's working from he's starting yeah. over in a sense. Uh, well, well, I, I about press press did, did you hear his knows. press conference I mean, when he first got the job? Yeah, Sirianni. Sirianni oh, was a disaster. Disaster. Well, I think he's coaching like that now. I mean, his last half of the season was pathetic. I mean, seriously. I mean, that team went from ten to ten and one to yeah. just no chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, they fell apart. But have you but, been you reading know. about? Speaking of Dallas, have you been reading about this stuff on online and on the internet? I mean, uh, Micah Parsons' brother and Dak Prescott's brother have gone on and say they both want him out of there. They should she should leave Dallas. And there's all this talk about the players are doubting Dak now. Uh, I think that's a mess. I think Dallas is a mess. I can't believe. I mean, with all these great coaches out there, and by great, I don't know, I'm speaking of Harbaugh and Belichick, when you sure. have a chance to get one of those guys, don't you do it immediately? I think so, yeah. I, that's You know, that's – I mean, when Dallas has been great, it's because they've had – a, a big shot, a, a big dog, a, a the guy at the top. Lead I mean, coach. Whether yeah. it was Landry or whether it was Jimmy Johnson or whatever. I mean, they had a they had a lead dog, yeah, as you say. And uh, and, and, and I don't and even, even Parcells and Parcells took the job. I 
I'm stunned that Jerry Jones was getting, you know, he must be 102 now. He's getting up there and it's getting late. Uh, you know, um, the, the I, I just, yeah, I just wonder what, what, let me ask you this. Why are these teams waiting? Why are they having first interviews and second uh, interviews with, with Belichick and Harbaugh? What is that? How, how do you have a second interview with, with Belichick? But guys, the only oh. people he's interviewed with is the Atlanta Falcons. Who else is he well, interviewed with? Well, I, you know, I picked, I predicted Harbaugh to Chargers, and that still looks like it might happen. He's that's in his second happen. year. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll happen. And, and I also predicted that the Eagles would fire Sirianni and hire Be Belichick. I mean, that that would be the ideal place for him. All they need is a defensive guy. Uh, well, they got an offensive coordinator now, but, but so that's not going to happen. So Belichick's out there, and of course, Atlanta has popped up as the suitor for all these coaches. They're interviewing all these hot young coordinators, plus Belichick, plus Harbaugh. Right. right. I mean, I mean, Arthur Blank is hosting more luncheons than Martha Stewart, for God's sake. <laughs> He's interviewing everybody. What, what do you? I think I think the second callback is because Harbaugh, I mean Belichick is is contemplating what he wants to do. I think he might have been waiting for Philadelphia to open. And now that it's maybe, not, he's gonna maybe now it's not, I, I heard Arthur Blank wants Belichick, but the guys, the general manager and some of the other people in the front office do not want him. Yeah, well, I can imagine well, I can imagine why with you know his desire to run the whole show the right. uh the the gm would probably be out of a job if he yeah hired belichick so yeah um, and that's who we a lot, i think a lot of other teams that aren't interviewing him because of that reason yeah. well and look at they, and, and there's Vrabel out there there's Vrabel out there and nobody's yeah. talking about him going and I, anywhere i like he, him i think he's a yeah. terrific seattle. is he going to go to the commanders maybe seattle. seattle watch that watch watch for that one that 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 could indeed happen. Hey, we got some quick thoughts on the college coaching carousel since we're doing all that. Stay with us. Warm up the bus. We got some more folks to throw under it. Welcome back as we go under the bus. Curry Kirkpatrick and Rich Basirico along with me, Bob Stevens. We got uh, college football since last we talked. Let's see. Michigan won a national championship. We can just blow by that. Um, Nick Saban, though, retired. <laughs> and the dominoes are still falling. I mean, Washington's DeBoer goes to, to Tuscaloosa. Then a uh, guy from Arizona goes to Seattle. Then the guy from San Jose goes to Arizona. Ken Niamala Tolo, I, I'll right. never get his from name. The Navy guy from, yeah. is now back on the sideline in San Jose. Um, wow. Everything's well, shaking think, out. And everybody's in the portal. You and all three of us are in the portal right now. Well, we have um, a shot. We have a shot to get a job for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's I a think snowball it's, effect. It, it always happens that way. It's a snowball effect. It rolls that way. You know, it's and uh, seems instructive. It seems instructive that that the the players are leaving. I mean, honk honk. If you're if you're leaving Alabama, I mean, all their <laughs> players, all their players seem to be going into the portal. They're abandoning abandoning Tuscaloosa. Is that because? Uh, the Texases and the Michigans and Ohio State have so much more money in the NIL to to give than Alabama does. I think that's Curry, I think that's what it's all about. Once they once these schools heard that Saban was leaving, man, they jumped on the bandwagon and started getting in touch with these kids and offering them more money. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I don't think it's because well, they changed believe. coaches. 
I can't believe mm -hmm. Alabama not being able to keep somebody they really wanted. Right. Uh, this could be <clears throat> new coach wants different players. He's bringing guys in through the portal as well. He's, yeah, he's a getting a lot of he's getting a lot of guys, but a lot of the a lot of the older the other the Alabama stars, the young guys have left, and, and of course DeBoer is replacing them quickly. Yeah, it, it it'll be very it'll be the story, uh, obviously next fall. Hey, let's go to college hoops because I know how much you guys well, before, love college. Be, 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 before that, can I can I yeah. take something out of the woods? Um, I want to throw under the bus everybody who did not hire. The great Jerry Glanville. Uh, <laughs> you remember? It's probably because they thought he was dead. I mean, I thought he was dead. Actually, he's eighty. He's eighty-two. He was just uh, signed as a defense coordinator at Northwest Oklahoma State in Alva, Oklahoma. Jerry Glanville, Bob, you remember Jerry Glanville? I mean, what a great character. He coached the I Oilers. Like he coached sure. the Falcons. I, I once did an interview with him, and I, I just had to giggle the whole time because he's so funny. Oh, of course, he, he, used to he, leave tickets, he used to leave tickets for Elvis at every game. At every, right. uh, and and he, also in, he also invented the phrase, I think he, he came up with the phrase that the NFL means not for long. That's Jerry Glanville. <laughs> That's Jerry Glanville. <laughs> he's he's, he's great absolutely a, a, a rock star with all that, and uh, you know, well, Northwestern Oklahoma State is the alma mater of Mike Hargrove, famous baseball exactly. player. Exactly. I was going to bring uh, that not, up, but I knew you'd know that. I knew you'd know not, that. Not too many football players, though. Uh, yeah. Alva will be, unfortunately, too small a, a market for, for Jerry Glanville. He'll have some success well, sure, there. Maybe, you know what? He'll be back. Maybe he'll keep coming. You know, he's a former he's a former NASCAR owner and driver. He's a former sportscaster. He... Uh, he coached. He coached the Alabama Airborne in the Major League Football, whatever that is. <laughs> but any football, any football league is better with Jerry Glanville in it. Jerry Glanville in it. I just wanted to point that out. You know, this is an this is an SI story. This is a Sports Illustrated story. Unfortunately, Sports Illustrated is dead, and Jerry Glanville is still alive. So, <laughs> would you have ever thought that, Curry, no, <laughs> when your writing days? You know what? He's we gonna end up being Belichick always had a lot of respect for Jerry Glanville as a coach. Wouldn't that be great? Belichick, when he was in Cleveland, coached against Glanville and Houston. They were in wouldn't the same that be, division. Wouldn't it be great and, if Belichick brought Glanville back? Can you see that <laughs> happening? I mean, bring him yeah. back as his defensive guy. Gl Glanville I wore him because of the belt he wore. Remember the big belt he, he used to wear, the belt buckles? Yeah, and he also he also wore a cowboy hat before it was fashionable with Dion. He, he preceded Dion wearing that cowboy hat all the time. Ah, right. did he wear the cow? That you you guys are both talking Bum Phillips here, aren't you? Well, was he an assistant to Bum? I think maybe. Probably, yeah. Some, yeah. Somewhere along the line, that's where I might have. They could have both been with the Oilers together, but I I don't think Jerry wore the cowboy hat. Yeah, he, but had, he did wear, he, he did wear that. No, 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 look at, oh, no, 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 go online. There's zillions of pictures of him in a cowboy hat. Yeah. And he wore cowboy boots. You remember cowboy boots? boots oh, yeah. The big belt. Yeah. The big belt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had to if you coached in Houston. You had to wear yeah. cowboy boots. That's, <laughs> especially in the Astrodome, because you know what they used that for besides baseball and football, and that was Rodeos. The yeah. Rodeos. <laughs> 
He's, he was a well, real we can go to college basketball now. We got time to college basketball. It's got to be I a long second. College basketball, and you didn't. You, you guys did not walk through it. Well, I so. went to. I went to Glenville. Go, go, go ahead, Rich. You start. Go, Rich. Well, you're, you're under, under under the bus. You, you want to throw? Yeah, you've been betting. Away. You've been betting all week, so you're gonna. Well, well you know, Kansas <laughs> was a big disappointment on Saturday. Holy Christmas! They're supposed to be one of the top three teams in the nation. They lose to West Virginia, who's seven and eleven. Uh, how do you do that? I mean, that, but then they won last night. night. But then Kansas they came home and won last night. But they, they couldn't put Cincinnati away. I think I think they're one of the most overrated teams in the country. Well, I, really they're, do. I don't think they're going to win it. And they're you not nearly as good it? as as they've been. No, they're not no. nearly as good. They're not going to win the Big Twelve. No, 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 not at all. And how about Curry's favorite team, Duke? Beaten, beaten Pittsburgh. What about ten days ago by twelve? Well, wait points. a minute. Wait a minute. Let, let's talk about my favorite team, my real favorite team. Well, the I was going to them later. They've won eight in a row by double figures. R.J. Davis. I don't know if you saw him last night. He had thirty-six against Wake Forest. Thirty-six. Yeah, they, he's they, a they first were down team. one and a half. He, he... <laughs> what? What did you say? I would say North Carolina had a great company. They, they were down one and a half and had a great second half. They were terrific. You mean one at the half? You mean one no, at the no, half? No, they were down. They were down one point at half, and they yeah. ended up winning by over just, twenty. Yeah, but Rich, I heard what you Rich, heard, Rich, you're such a better. You said they were down one and a half. That's what you said. No, no, no. Down one <laughs> at half. Down one at half. I know. I saw the back. game. You were probably on the plane. You were probably on a plane. No, Let me they had ask a great you. second half. They were terrific. Yeah, RJ, RJ is first team All America. There's no question about it. I think he and Zach Eady are are clinches for first team All America. And there are two guys. There are a few other guys that I put on there. But speaking of the ACC, before we get to Duke, I want to get to uh, you know, there's such a thing as class. And on the same day that North Carolina, same Saturday, they were winning. Both North Carolina State and Duke lost at home. Uh, and NC State uh, has a 6-2 guard. Their best player is named DJ Horn. He goes to the line at the end of the Wake Forest game, which they've won the game. He's at the line. And he gives the double bird to the referee, a pair of fingers, which the referee wow. did not see. The referee did not see, but a national TV audience did see it. And it went crazy on the Internet. The school said nothing. North Carolina State, you know, whose athletic director is Boo Corgan, who's the distinguished face of the college football playoffs. He's the athletic right? He said nothing. North Carolina State said nothing. Finally, after a few days, the conference reprimanded Horn for throwing the fingers at the referee. Speaking of fingers, though, now we move to Duke. And when Hinson, the Pittsburgh player, goes seven for seven, right? And Pittsburgh upsets Duke. And Pittsburgh had lost to him by 22 Right. Like 10 days earlier, right? So yeah. they go into they go into Cameron Indoor and beat him. Hinson gets up on the table and starts screaming at the Cameron crazies. Did you see all the pictures of the fingers he got back? There's this great <laughs> there's this great panoply online, if you look at it, of like 12 pictures of all the Duke fans giving him the finger, which is <laughs> you know, I've been I don't want to keep going on this, but maybe I should. I've been watching this a long time. I don't remember any any a visiting player ever getting up on the table and giving it to the crazies, although yeah. it should have happened a lot. I mean, of course, Dean Smith would never let any of the Tar Heels do that. But I am right. stunned that it's never happened before when I think of it. And, uh, you know, people were going on and on about, oh, it's dangerous, something's going to happen. And, 
because the crazies, the crazies, you know, that there was going to be a fight. There's not going to be a fight because the crazies are all pussies. They're not going to fight anybody. <laughs> they were going to fight Vincent. And it reminded me of uh, late 90s UNC beat Duke in the ACC championship tournament game in Green Greensboro. And we had a player named Maktar Jai. And he was being hounded and and um, and uh, kidded and and yelled at the whole game by Mickey Shishetsky, Mike's wife, which oh, is no wow. which is no great survive. So we <laughs> beat him, and Maktar Jai got up on the table and started screaming at Mickey Shishetsky. It was hysterical, hysterical. That's, that's the last time I remember somebody getting on the table. Well, I th- I think that's a reflection of their coach from Pittsburgh. For him to think that he can do get away with that, you know, and oppose me, be one thing doing it at home is one thing, but doing it on the road like that, come on. So you didn't you didn't like that, Rich? You didn't like that? I did not. Come on. I did not come like on. that at all. Well, you know their but coach is Jeff Duke. Capel. Jeff Capel played at Duke. I know he played at Duke. I, so, I know that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So happened, what would, you, what uh, would happen to, to one of your players if you you, you yeah. you'd go and grab one of your players if they did it right? Absolutely. Absolutely, but I would. Well, and, yeah, grabbing off the table so you could get on it, probably. Yeah, the security, <laughs> yeah. The security guy brought him down, but but you know we did have. I actually, wanna, oh, go ahead. Let me get to let me get to John Shire though. So okay. they lose they lose to Pittsburgh at home. It's only their second loss that he's ever lost at home, and he goes all whiny and goes dukeish and and goes. Uh, goes all rat and he's he apologizes for losing and he says um it was unacceptable a loss is uh, unacceptable rich that's demeaning what the other team did and that's it's true. it was it was uh unfortunately echoes of the rat himself because those were his exact words after we retired him at duke indoor state and beat him in his last game right. he had to come out in this in this ceremony where he had all his players around him, he had to come out in the ceremony and he apologized for losing. And he said, this is unacceptable. This is, this is the right, this is our a hundred year rivalry with his great rivalry, the greatest rivalry in sports. He apologizes for losing to Carolina. Come on rat. I mean, there were, there were t-shirts, there were t-shirts all over Chapel Hill the next week, having the score of the game and the word acceptable. Acceptable, <laughs> and 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 now Shire, Shire, I mean this this alarmingly sounds like a baby rat. I mean, uh, I think like Duke's it. Duke's got to retire that word. They got to retire that word. Unacceptable. Come on. Well, he he should be giving credit to Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh exactly. he beat him on the road by twenty two, and they come home to, and lose at home. At, and Pittsburgh is not very good. I, I know you guys have watched them play this year. They're not a very good college basketball team. At best, they're average. Duke has no business losing to him. But how about giving well, credit? That's to my Pittsburgh? point. That's my point. You can't apologize. Give him credit. Yeah, give him credit. yeah, acceptable. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> but Curry, hey, how about a boy from UCLA who uh, was up by 19 so, against Arizona and loses? Is he not throwing the uh, F word around a little bit that game? <laughs> oh, well, we know that story. We haven't even told that story about him. I've told that story about him in Atlanta. I've I've heard a lot of coaches with f bombs. This guy, every other word, Mick Mick Cronin, you're talking about. Yeah. And he had a great he had a great great press conference after he lost to Arizona, and some uh, some L.A. writer asked him. He had a he, Cronin had some kind of thing with the guy in the crowd, uh, back and forth, 
and the UCLA the UCLA writer asked Cronin after thing, what what was that with you and the writer? You and the fan and Cronin says, That was nothing. That was absolutely nothing. But I'd you know, I'd expect you to ask that question. I mean, this guy is getting <laughs> he, you know, I don't know how the UCLA administration stands for this guy. Every other word is an F bomb. He screams at his players, he screams at assistant coaches, screams at the refs, got it, got it, got a a T in that game, Rich. Yeah. In that nineteen, when they're up nineteen. Yeah. He got a real uh, important T that changed it around. So I don't know how he. I don't know he how he gets his players to play for him. Nick I really Cronin. Don't. I don't. Know. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, hey, while we're talking to Coach K, he got passed on the all-time coaching wins list by Tara Vanderveer, the uh, women's coach at uh, yeah, Stanford. Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina Oram is only seven wins behind her. Yeah, those are tears. Rich, you think we're gonna get him on? You think we'll ever get Coach K on the show? Probably not, huh? I don't think so. I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. Let me ask you, let me ask you this off off offline story, uh, Bob. I know you've been following this. Player rights versus the law. There are two there are two star players playing for two different teams now. I've been talking to Penguins the last two weeks. I know nothing about what you're talking about. Well, they've been, accused of, they've been accused of rape. A guy named Pop Isaacs, who's Texas Tech's best player, was uh, a, he's been accused of rape of raping a teenage girl at the Bahamas in November. That tournament that I was at, wow. and he's been allowed he's been allowed to continue playing. The school has said we're not we we think he's innocent. We're not even going to go into charges. They've allowed him to play the whole season. Uh, he had 32 the other night, and Texas Tech leads of the league, by the way. I mean, he's a terrific player. The other guy is Terrence Shannon of Illinois. Oh, yeah. He was accused of rape around Christmas. He went to a football game but by a, a, a girl, a college girl in Kansas. He went to a football game in Kansas in November, and she mm-hmm. pressed charges then. Illinois immediately suspended Shannon right. until this past week when a judge uh ruled that the school had to let him play while they were going you know while his charges were going on so he came back for illinois and he makes them a top 10 team here in shannon but i don't get it i don't understand why these guys are allowed to play it it is different from from our time is it not wow i mean that's i mean there's different circumstances but um you would think that uh well illinois tried it and Shannon took him to court and got a judge to get a, a stay so that he could play. Uh, you, Texas Tech's done nothing. Would, you would think there'd yeah. be uh, some integrity somewhere, but uh, integrity is no longer uh, a viable word uh, no. in, in college. Sports. Well, and I've seen I've seen Texas Tech play a couple times on television since then. The announcers make nothing of this. They don't even mention that Pop Isaac's is under these charges. It's it's kind of un- yeah. unbelievable to me. Yeah. It is. It is. Right. We are, we're running way over. Unless you got something big, Rich, I'm going to move on. No, I, no. College college basketball is just those three te- teams I was going to talk about, and then talk about North Carolina being playing so well right now. Probably, you know, they're all going to lose between now and the next time we do this show. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. <laughs> that's, that's the beauty of college basketball. I'm not, sure Houston, I'm not sure Houston, which is number four, which just held 
that Florida team that made the Final Four this year, Houston held them to 15, 15% shooting the other night. I mean, Houston's they're, a they're, terrific they're, defensive they're team. They're solid. They're, Houston's yeah. solid defensively. They're and their schedule, their schedule is built so that I don't think they're going to lose before the tournament. I could see and them being be a Final Four team for sure. Yeah. yeah. Go down in the second round. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I couldn't get you guys to bite on uh, on, on Tara Vandeveer, so we'll go on to the NBA, and we'll do that right after we <laughs> come back. Well, you want to talk about Caitlin Clark? You want to talk about women's basketball? <laughs> well, we should have, yes. In fact, I was going to talk about that after you were talking about uh, incidents happening at the end of games. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, run over by a fan. Yeah, yeah, we well, got we got a whole lot of things to do. We're already out of time for three seconds. Next episode, you want to do that now? We'll do Caitlin Clark when we come back. All right, whatever. All right, here we go, and we'll also talk about the end of Sports Illustrated when we come back with Curry Kirkpatrick and Rich Pacerico under the bus. We are back. Let's go with Curry Kirkpatrick and his thoughts on on Caitlin Clark and and what happened after uh, they get upset. Uh, a home crowd at Ohio State storms the floor and she almost gets run over. <laughs> well, I've got a different take on it that you're not going to like. I do too. I, I do too. I, I think she ran into the girl. I think exactly, Rich. She was she was upset that they got beat and she went to run on the floor and she was going to take out somebody. And she ran into the wrong person to take out because that girl from Ohio State looked like a linebacker. I mean, if Ohio State uh, tackled like that, they might have beaten Michigan. She they collided. But but she she looked like to me she ran into ran into the uh, Ohio State linebacker. I watched it four or five times. Looks like she ran. And the other girl kept going. The other girl didn't know what to do. She just kind of walked with all the other people celebrating. She didn't fall down. She didn't fall down. This girl, she took a flop. She took her out. Caitlin Clark. She took out the wrong person, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm going to call her Collide and Clerk. I mean, she (laughs) went to collide with. I think she went to collide with somebody. I'm glad Rich agreed with that. I agree. I think you know what would have been great. You remember when Angel Reese in the the NCAA finals gave the gave the ring finger to uh, Caitlin. This this pounder. This powder from Ohio State should he give the muscle? Should he give the muscle gesture <laughs> to Clark at the end? You trying to take me out? You're going down, girl. Uh, that, but that girl was like, she wasn't even, she just kind of walked away. She didn't even look to, to help her up. I remember, I know. I think Clark intentionally ran into her. I really do. It was great. It was yeah. great. So. Yeah, she's, she's, I mean, she's a great. You know, she's one of the great female players oh, of all she's time. She's terrific. Yeah. She's a she's a little nasty. She's a little nasty. Yeah. On the yeah. court and off the court. Yeah. Yeah. Her range on shooting the three is amazing how far. Oh, it's it's, ridic- it's ridiculous. It's I can't wait till they play LSU again though. Yeah. And she tried yeah. something with Angel Reese. <laughs> female Larry Bird. They should hire that Ohio State girl. They should hire that 
hire that Ohio State girl to just go after after every game. Put it in <laughs> well, listen, listen, I, but I do want to talk about Sports Illustrated. You know, you we mentioned this a few weeks ago when when they uh, they laid off everybody. Uh, I think this has been coming for years. Uh, you know, it's they've had change of management, change of ownership three or four times in the last ten years, and now it's just a battle of you know rich guys sold it to another rich guy and then he couldn't make payroll. It's very sad. Uh, a lot of my friends texted me this week about it. And, you know, you guys, we talked about when we were when we were all kids, we run to the mailbox to get SI every week. And, yeah. of course, it hasn't been a, it hasn't been a weekly. Well, thank you. But it hasn't been a weekly for several years. It's been a monthly. But it's almost like um, going and seeing your old house uh, being being wrecked in a, another house built on top of it or your old school uh torn down and there's a new school going up which which happened to me twice and those two different things happened to me so when si goes down like this it's kind of like that i i'm i kind of have emotions but it, it you know i'm just i knew this was coming yeah, yeah. What, what about you guys well, once they went to uh, monthly, I thought it might come sooner than later. You know, it's, it is sad because, like you said, Bob, so we used to run to the mailbox to get our Sports Illustrated. Not to have that anymore is – I'm wondering, Curry, do you think somebody else would come up and pick, pick up well, some kind of mag- – not, not Sports Illustrated, but start a new magazine with the same concept as Sports Illustrated? How do you think it's done because of uh, how we do things in the media now? Well, from what I read, they're looking for new ownership still now. I mean, okay. it's day to day. I Some of the staffers are still putting stuff out on the website. And I know uh, Pat Forty, a good friend of mine who's a writer at the magazine, um, talked to, I talked to Tony Kornheiser last week and he had talked to Forty, who's a good friend of his. And Pat had not, that was the on Friday when they announced it was folding. And right. when they announced everybody, and Pat had not gotten his his notice at that point. That was Friday oh, wow. afternoon. Wow. So this is Monday. I don't know what happened over the weekend, but I read that they are trying to find somebody with deep pockets to revive it and resuscitate it. And in the meantime, these people are still putting out product. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be awfully hard because of what we're what we're doing right now the ability to analyze stuff immediately where the pictures to me that the pictures in the end despite your great writing curry in the end that single shot on the cover or on the inside page i mean i i've been tv all my life but you still couldn't beat as good as tv video is you still couldn't beat that single shot that Sports Illustrated always got yeah. of yeah. whatever the event was that was the magical moment that then the article and everything else, you know, supplemented that. But sure. Sports Illustrated, the Illustrated was the key word. And, and yeah. those, I mean, we well, can all remember a hundred different SI covers and they were all, uh, they, they were almost all so amazing. And, and yeah. Well, we had, the, we had the best photographers going. And, uh, I mean, they became stars in their own right. I mean, Neil Leifer and Walter Yost. Uh, oh, yeah. Walter would shoot the swimming suit issue every year. But they were spectacular, big game, big, big event photographers. And I would always talk about them, talk to them. 
what was their process? Where did they want to go? Where did they want to get the shot? And and they all had plans. They all these two guys were. I mean, they were superstars in the profession, and um, they all had a plan going into a big game. I mean, their big game shots were amazing, as you say. Uh, and yeah, the photos made the magazine. I mean, we were just the writers were just going along for the ride. <laughs> well, Curry, who made who made the decision of what photo was going on the front cover? Was, well, was that the, by a committee or it would have we, we would have a group of editors and and sometimes the writers were in on it. I was sometimes in on it. It was a story idea, but the managing editor was a very strong uh, guy from uh, his name was his name was Andre Laguerre. He was a Frenchman who Henry Luce had hired from from Paris. He was De Gaulle's press secretary, Andre Laguerre. Wow. And they hired him to come save the magazine, and he did. He started hiring all these great editors and writers, and Andre Laguerre was a really tough guy. And he made the decision. I mean, if four, if four of the other sub-editors wanted picture B and Andre wanted picture A, picture A was going on the cover. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was not a democracy. So um, that's a good question, Rich, but that's the way it, that's the way it worked. Okay, very good. Favorite cover? Yeah. Sorry, Ooh, wow. favorite cover. That's a favorite hard one. Well, one oh, that just wow. you know hits you and says, "Wow." I, I, I remember know. the one when, the story when, about Notre Dame, when Notre Dame beat UCLA and broke their streak. I remember that cover. Well, with Walton, with yeah. Walton yeah. above, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was some sensational it, it covers. Really I, I don't know, Super Bowl, Super Bowl covers, horse racing, the Kentucky Derby, stuff like that. Yeah. And we, so we you're could, right, Bob. We always got the we always got the shot. I mean, it was amazing. Well, the uh I'll always I'll still never forget, and you were actually wrote an article in that issue uh when the US uh, hockey team won in nineteen eighty and everybody, oh, yeah. you know, the pandemonium shot that was yeah. on the cover. You yeah. wrote the story on Tulsa that was inside that uh that edition. Probably the most kept edition or read edition ever. And nobody remembers that you wrote a story in it, but in, hey. in, it was, it was yeah. Tulsa. Yeah, you wrote you wrote your uh, Tulsa, uh, Tulsa basketball. Yeah, now story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, your first yeah. Nolan story. Yeah. Anyway, oh, well, thank you. Was, well, thank you. Good stuff. Well, All getting right. back. Anything, got, uh, time for time for one more thing. Yeah, getting back to college more. basketball. Absolutely. You want to? You go. Well, I think. <laughs> Very quietly, which is amazing because it's Kentucky, but the season may have been turned upside down and what happened to Kentucky on Saturday. Uh, they had this guy sitting out from uh, Croatia, Zvonimir Ivisevic. He's seven foot two, and they've been waiting and waiting for him to get eligible. Saturday afternoon, uh, he came into Calipari's office and Cal said, guess what? You're eligible. And they started crying and jumping around. <laughs> got in the, he, he got in the game. Uh, 15 minutes later, he had 11 points in under three minutes. A couple of threes, behind-the-back assists, blocks, rebounds. The crowd blew the roof off a of Rupp Auditorium. I mean, Kentucky isn't good enough already. Yeah, this, kid, this kid and the, uh, the radio voice of the Cats, named guy named Tom Leach. Bob, you probably know him quarter century radio voice yeah. okay. he said it was the loudest ever he'd heard in rup 
And, wow. you know, he said, he said, he said, we all thought that, that, that you know, they already call him Big Z. He said, we, we thought Z would play a little and everybody would go away happy. Instead, he turned into Wembenyana. I mean, Rich, you got to watch. I watched you watch this weekend. Well, tonight it, they play South Carolina. I'll exactly. Exactly. I mean, he's must-see TV. If he's as good as, as he looks like. Yeah. Kentucky's gonna if they're gonna have a hard time beating him. I know you don't like Cal giving him freelance all the time, all these right. guys go around throwing the ball up. But Rich, uh Kentucky's got Reed Shepard, who I think is the best passer, maybe the best shooter in the country. He doesn't even start. He puts him in to settle every everybody down. He's got, you know, Antonio Reeves is chasing the SEC scoring record. His backup is that guy Dillingham, Rob Dillingham, who is electric. Who's going to be yeah. a lottery pick? That's how good Kentucky is. I no, mean, and now good. they're good. This, and now they add this guy. And I know you think they're scatterbrained and they're going to get in trouble in the <laughs> tournament, but but Rich, somebody's going to have to outscore them. And I don't know if that I don't know if anybody can outscore them. Well, I think by adding this guy, um, I just I just read that over the weekend that that he was got became eligible. Oh, um, oh. That, I put I think that puts him in the final four for sure. Big really Z, do. big Z. I mean, it's yeah, a joke. Right. It's not well, fair. People fun. saying this isn't people in the SEC saying this isn't fair. Of course, they allowed Georgia ninety six. So as I say, they're going to outscore. <laughs> they're going to. <laughs> Good way I to leave it. Uh, so, Bob, I have one team to throw under the bus in the NBA. Is it all right? Absolutely. Uh, actually, two: the Clippers, Nets. The, the and this is a regular yeah. game. The Nets are up. Um, and the Clippers out outscored twenty two to zero. Twenty two to yeah. zero. Leonard scored fourteen points in five minutes. This is an NBA the, uh, team. This is not like we're playing high school here. We're talking about NBA players who make millions of dollars and they can't score over the last five minutes and get outscored twenty two to zero. They, and got, and they were up eighteen, yeah, up eighteen and let it get away. And then the sad one is that uh, Anthony. Carl Anthony Towns scores 42, had, excuse me, 62, has 44 in the first half. And they're the second best team in terms of records. And they end up getting outscored in the fourth quarter to the Charlotte Hornets, who's the 27th best team record-wise, outscored 36 to 18. Now, how does that happen? So this guy scores 62 and their team can't even win. The and coach, the coach, coach, coach threw his own guy the Coach yeah. called it disgusting. He threw his whole team under the bus, including Towns, <laughs> big cat. Big Did he say cat. it was unacceptable? Did he say it was unacceptable? <laughs> I can't believe, Rich, I can't believe we're talking the NBA in February. Listen, call me when it's April, okay, with the NBA. Come on. It's, it's, come on. All right. We will we will uh, save Nick Dunlap. Uh, he'll still be playing golf somewhere. So we'll be saving. Oh, man, uh, you're golfers. Talk about a college we'll, we'll athlete. We'll save him for next wow. time. A 35-minute podcast has gone 49 minutes, so we're probably <laughs> about done. We want to thank our producer, Justin Jarrett, for finding us some extra room uh, in the <laughs> inner space for that. For Rich Basirico and Curry Kirkpatrick, we'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Onto the bus. Thanks, guys. 